Hola, Jumbo Ecabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Diola Teru, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This is episode 60. And first of all, thank you. Thank you for your the outpouring of love and responses on the last two episodes that I did on the podcast. Um, the first one, episode 58, was about 20 years as an immigrant and just sharing, you know, cramming 20 years as best as I could into 30 minutes and just sharing my journey. And episode 59 was me having my friend come on and just talking about our friendship journey. Um, And I think that's something that we wanted to, you know, just share about and use our platforms to talk about, um, because I think that having rich friendships is is part of building a rich life um, as immigrants or wherever we we choose to call home, home or abroad. And so today we're getting back to talking more about money (laughs) and, um, you know, I'm going to be talking about just a fine line between being cheap and frugal. And I think this conversation is necessary to balance out, you know, saving and investing, which clearly I'm very much about. Um, And I also wanted to have this conversation because, you know, it has come up in conversations. It has come up in my observations. And I think we should, you know, we should talk about it. And so in this episode, permit me to cause you to step back and assess your behaviors And I'll say that people that exhibit cheap and frugal behaviors, they both love to save money and that's wonderful, but they do it differently. And so let's talk about what it is to be cheap, right? Um, And so according to the dictionary, to be cheap means to be stingy or to be miserly. And so a cheap person or someone that exhibits these attributes is someone that always buys items at the lowest possible price. And so people who are cheap, they don't care about the quality of an item and they try to spend as little money as possible. Being cheap is about not spending money and saving money just to have more money. Being cheap is living in a constant state of deprivation. Being cheap is denying yourself and others of things that would be considered needs. Being cheap is not contributing when others do, even when you have the capacity to and when it is warranted. And so I want to clarify what I'm not talking about here when I'm talking about, you know, exhibiting cheap behaviors or being cheap. You know, I think it's important to state that I'm not talking about when you have to make choices out of financial necessity, because guess what? I have been there. I have done that. When I was in college and barely getting by, I bought the cheapest things at, you know, you know, in the grocery store. I only bought the grocery store brand and all of that stuff. You know, I'm not talking about when you have to make decisions out of financial necessity. 
And so what are examples of, you know, cheap behaviors and what does that look like? Um, Being cheap is not tipping or barely tipping when you have a meal at a restaurant and you know that people that work at restaurants don't earn a living wage. Being cheap is buying the very cheapest option all the time, though you'd benefit and can afford a better quality. Being cheap is waiting for a ride to take you home, even though you're sleepy and you can afford to take an Uber home. Being cheap is waiting for somebody to take you home. Being cheap is saving and investing, but not taking the time and resources to also enjoy the now. Being cheap is always expecting others to cover for you, but you never do the same. You magically always never have your wallet or you always forget or you always forget to tip. And so being cheap, let me clarify, being cheap has nothing to do with how much you make because you can be cheap with a million dollars. You can be cheap with $10,000. When I step back and, and think about it, I think that being cheap is, is, is very fear-based and it's based on a, a scarcity mindset. And it can be as a result or as a response to previous hardship. But I also know that people that have not experienced hardship in certain ways that can also be cheap. But I just want to you know, make room for the fact that sometimes the behavior is as a result of previous experiences. Being cheap can also be based on the misplaced notion that it is the only way to become wealthy. And so saving money is good and it's great. But when you're cheap, you've taken things, you know what, a little too far. And so being cheap might save you money in the short term, but in the long term, it might cost you more, not just financially, but it will certainly cost you more time and it can cost you more socially, emotionally, and when it comes to your relationships in your life. And I'll say from personal experience, you know, I think growing up, my dad did exhibit not, he was not full on cheap, but he did exhibit some miserly behaviors. And I, I, as a kid, I noticed that growing up and I, and, you know, I think I think I talked about in my very first episode of the podcast, I talked about my parents, how they were quite different when it comes when it came to money. You know, my dad was the first person I knew that tracked finances, even though my mom was the accountant. My dad was the one that tracked his finances, which was a good example. But there are also some things that he would do that would be very, very extreme. And, you know, sometimes he would buy the cheapest of the cheapest of things when it was not necessary to do so. Um, I've also dated someone that's been super duper cheap when birthdays become plus this, minus this, plus that, minus that. Or, you know, would question when I would, you know, give money to friends or family that were in need, even though I could afford to. I mean, I wasn't making bank. It was my first job. But he would always question those types of behaviors. Right. Even though he could afford it. Um, And then let's talk about, you know, enough of my examples. (laughs) Let's talk about. Um, just the other side, being frugal and what that means, right? So like I said at the beginning, whether you're cheap or whether you're frugal, you're all you're conscious about your spending and you do want to save money. We're on the same page there. And so according to the dictionary, being frugal is being economical in use or spending. It means prudently saving or sparing. It means not being wasteful. And so to be frugal is to be conscious about when you spend and when you make choices to spend 
as opposed to being cheap when you don't want to spend anything at all. Being frugal is about making smart choices, which sometimes means, yes, sometimes you go for the less expensive option, but not necessarily all the time. And so overall, I think it's about being intentional. And being frugal means value is more important to you than price. So when you're cheap, you want to get the lowest price at all costs. When you're frugal, you want to you place an importance on value, right? Um, you try to get price, the best price, without compromising on value. When you're frugal, you look at cost and you look at you look at the value of the cost, but you also look at the value of your time. When you're frugal, you acknowledge that you have the time, you know, you acknowledge that making the time to do the things that you enjoy is important and sometimes it's more important than saving a few bucks. And so, for example, if someone trying to buy gas and trying to buy the cheapest gas or petrol in town and will drive, you know, 10 miles to get the cheapest gas. And so a cheap person would do that. And in that time, you've lost, you know, 20 minutes trying to get to that. A frugal person would weigh the cost and say, you know what? I'd rather buy it closer because I will save myself the time and the gas money to drive 10 miles to go get that cheapest gas in town. Now, here are some examples of frugal behavior, the way that I would think about being frugal. So one, an example is, you know, prioritizing spending on things that are most important to you. So, for example, you know, you save money on something so you can spend money on something else. So maybe you make your coffee at home um, or you don't shop as much and so that you can go on nicer vacations. I would say that is me. You know, you know, I, I have coffee. I don't drink coffee, but I'll have a chai latte every now and then. But I mostly drink tea at home. When it comes to shopping for clothes, maybe I go to the mall three times a year in total. Like shopping is not a thing that brings me joy or that I enjoy. So I don't shop for clothes as much. However, I will spend a pretty penny on travel and I very much care about the quality of my accommodation when I travel. I will not stay in just any kind of hotel. That's me. Um, Another example of being frugal is being resourceful when making purchases. So taking the time to do the research to find the right item at the right price and at the right quality. Another example is, you know, you know, opting to drink water, you know, with a meal when you go out to eat. And so that way you have enough so you don't shortchange on the tip. So that's being frugal to say, okay, I have a total of $50 that I can spend on this meal, right? And my meal is already, you know, 40 bucks. If I get a drink or if I get a drink, you know, I won't, I won't have enough to then tip. And so a frugal person would maybe say, okay, I'll drink water so I can still put in the $10 or $8, you know, tip that I, that I would like to give. Someone that's cheap would get the drink, right? But then not tip the server. Another example is just that, you know, when you're frugal, you take a longer term view of things, right? Whereas when you're cheap, you kind of say, okay, I want to save the five bucks now. And so I'm going to go with the cheapest possible option versus when you're frugal, you think about, okay, if I pay the extra $8 now, is this thing going to last me longer? Is this overall fitting better into my long-term picture of what I'm looking to do or the kind of life I'm looking to live? And so, yes, the people that are neither cheap nor frugal, and you're probably thinking, well, both of you are just cheap anyway. And I, and I beg to disagree because I think, right, there's a, there's a point where the line between being cheap and frugal gets crossed. And so where is that point? And so in my opinion, right, 
I think that the the habits of stingy or cheap people or miserly people are unappe- they're unappealing to most of us, right? But in my opinion, I think the line between frugality and being stingy or cheap is crossed when it negatively impacts other people and often only benefits the person in question. A stingy or cheap person cares about cost and savoring every little penny than they care about their own time or their relationships or being generous with even themselves and others. And so you cross the line, in my opinion, when your behaviors negatively impact other people, but also negatively impact you. And so as you think about, okay, you know, maybe you're listening to this episode and you can think, huh, you know, how do I know if I'm being cheap or if I'm being frugal? Because clearly frugal has a more positive connotation and being cheap has a negative connotation. I would say maybe ask yourself these questions to just check yourself when you're looking to make a decision that's maybe borderline cheap versus frugal. Number one, ask yourself, is it going to be worth your time? Right? The second is, is it worth the additional efforts to get the cheapest possible price? Third, will this negatively impact me or will this negatively impact someone else? So am I trying to save money where it will cost somebody else something. And another fourth question is, will this negatively impact my relationships? Because sometimes, yes, you can save, you can save every single penny, but it does, you know, you know, impact the people that you consider to be important in your life. And, and, and in my opinion, when it comes to that, it's not worth saving, you know, that penny. And so as I wrap up this episode, I want to kind of conclude by saying that, you know, this episode is not meant to shame anyone. You know, the goal of this podcast is to be have a conversation, have make room for honest conversations about money, about our behaviors and how we behave when it, when, when it comes to money, whether we have, you know, five dollars or five million dollars, because I, I truly believe that, you know, your behaviors with money um, they will continue regardless of how much you have, right? So if you have, if you're making fifty thousand dollars and you make five hundred thousand dollars, the habits you start now, they will they will only multiply or be more, um, be be boldened um, when we have more money. So the goal of this episode is to help us just sit back and identify our patterns and give us the tools or those four questions I talk about to help you weigh when you're making decisions that may be um, a borderline. Um, and, and I think it's important that we don't lose sight of what money is. Money is a tool. It is not a destination, right? Is it, a, it is a tool and it is a resource to be used rather than one to be hoarded. And so I think it comes down to, when I think of being frugal, I think it comes down to value-based spending, spending based on what is important to you. And that includes, you know, what's important to keep you healthy, what's important to, yes, you know, build a, build a you know, secure financial net so you can either retire early if that's what you want or retire comfortably or be able to do the things in your life that are important to you, but not just in the future, but also now. Money is a tool to help you build a life and to be able to pour into the people around you and, 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 and it's a resource, you know, to be managed. And so I think that value-based spending ultimately, 
you know, is the goal. And um, if you're listening to this episode and you want to dig into kind of money habits, money mindset, and how you've gotten to where you are, or even just want to just ask yourself questions on how you think about money, I cannot over-recommend the very first episode of this podcast where I talk about money mindsets and how we get our money mindset and how we can work towards, you know, improving our money mindset. I'll be honest in saying that, you know, there's some of my behaviors about money. There's some things that I don't enjoy spending money on at all. (laughs) Um, And but it doesn't mean but I'll I'll step back and think about, okay, why am I behaving this way? Right. Um, And so I, I think that our behaviors with money, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Um, but if you take anything away from this episode, it is those four questions that help you think about when you're on the borderline, you know, which way should you move forward? But ultimately money is a tool to be used. It is a resource to be used and not one to be hoarded. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast and I will catch you next week. Have a great week. Cheers. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what, popping. And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as we go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, odavo. See you next time.